<laughs> Welcome back to a bite-sized episode of the Dr. Z Show. How is everyone today? I mean, you say bite-sized, but, but it's more like the episodes before I got on the podcast. So we're, really, it's just going back well, to the Actually, not not true, because some of those episodes uh, before you were on were getting chonky. Hmm. The, uh, the Avengers, the one that we talked about, Avengers and Spider-Man Far From Home, that was a long episode. That was, I think, the longest up to that point. I'm not going to go and look at the YouTube page because I'm too lazy to do that, and that requires some kind of uh, effort on my part. It does. But some of those episodes did get, like, pretty chonky. But yeah. on average, they were pretty short. The categories yeah. one, we had to split into two. 15, 20, 30 minutes. Well, yeah, they started out at 15 minutes, and then like then we were like, oh, 30 minutes, uh, 45 minutes, uh, an hour but and a half. But now we're rocking like yeah. an hour and a half pretty consistently. Last, um, last week's episode was not bad. It was like hour 15, hour 20, I think. Episode idea, though. What if... And I think this would be a good episode to talk about, like, the merits of different game companies. And maybe Anthony can go on his EA rant, finally. Uh, that's been building. But I have, I have, I have a, understand, I have a folder on my desktop where I store information oh about how evil EA is. Oh, my God. I mean, okay. I can tell oh. you how evil EA is. I spend money on Sims 4, and I love it. You are part of the problem. Okay, sorry. But I love Sims 4. Okay, here's my idea. We... We categorize every major gaming company as a different fruit and explain why. <laughs> yes. I was thinking um, EA... What? I, was I thinking missed EA... something. I'm not following. No, no, no. I am following so, and I'm on board. I, was thinking, like, if, if a I, game... I feel like I missed something as well and I'm right here. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, Jake Ruth and I are on the same page. Yes. For over a week, if different gaming companies were fruits... Which fruits would they be? Which one is durian? That's the EA real is what I was thinking. Is that yeah. there's not much substance, but it's huge. But people <laughs> who really like it really like it. Okay, I'm on board. <laughs> I'm on board now. So not this episode, but like this episode. what? What like big mobile gaming company is a grape? I mean. Well, well, okay, Tencent, there's a bazillion games. Oh, yeah. Okay. They're grapes. Tencent is grapes. But they're the green grapes they're because there's certain people that hate them. Wait, we, we will... I love this okay, idea. No. I yeah, like no, this idea is fantastic. Okay, before I was like, what the fuck? Now I'm like, I'm on board. Sneak peek episode. But what we're actually talking about today is kind of, you know... It's different. It's but different. it's it's a follow up to to some information we talked about on the podcast before, but before we get into it, Brenna is gonna give us the cliff notes on something really complicated that she doesn't have any faith that either of us will understand. Well, no, it's just more like I know that when I say it, it's gonna it's gonna arise a lot more questions than answers. If that makes sense. Um, so, in short, what we're kind we're talking about. D&D &D and storytelling today. The rough versions of everything. Um, and before stream, Jacob threw out their like, oh, I have to ask my angel girlfriend if there's any ex-boyfriends I have to worry about. And I said, referring oh, no. to Referring to a D&D &D <laughs> campaign. Although Abby is an angel, let's be frank. <laughs> my wife. Um, wow. But... <laughs> But, and then I threw out, 
um, oh, it's fine, I'm killing winter. Um, which, you know, naturally arises a bunch of questions. And I I told them, because we're trying to keep it short today. I, I It wasn't that you were killing winter. Oh, it's on 9-11 I'm yeah, killing winter? Yeah, the date was like oh, very nine, specific, yeah. and I was like, um... Because that's the day we planned our next session. Okay. That now now that part makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Now now I'm following. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my my in our Advanced Dungeons and Dragons second edition campaign, my character Renly has been on her major character arc. A lot of the characters a lot of the characters as they start to level get their own kind of like weird character arc. And this one has tied in some of the other lower level characters, but basically Renly is fighting with a mage, who, with the most evil mage ever created, who she accidentally let out of an e immortal mirror, uh, because she can, because this mage, like, scared her enough to let her out, basically. Um, okay. And how does this involve winter? Well, you see, in our world, all of the gods have, like, relics and, like, ties to the earth. And Obad High, in our world, is still alive. I know in the current D&D, you know, like, uh, world, technically Obad High is dead. Obad High is alive in our world. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Obad High has four lieutenants, the four aspects of, this, of the seasons. Um, and they each have a necklace that allows the other... The month pre the the season previous to them to end, so spring has the amulet of winter, um, summer has the amulet of spring, so that none of them have too much power. Checks and balances, great. Okay. Well, a, a while ago, the aspect of winter disappeared. The current one, and and around the same time, the lady of spring, who we have spoken with, had lost her necklace of winter. So, <laughs> basically, <laughs> yes, Zelda, Zelda, and the Jacob I am said Zelda. the chat of the Oracle of Seasons. Yes, which is a famous Legend of Zelda game for the Game Boy Color. It is, but basically, the Lady of Spring sent us to go talk, to go find her necklace of winter, so we can end this freezing winter because it's, you know killing the crops, and it's been winter for literally seven months in our game. How many notes do you have about, like, this current session, like, that are ongoing? Because I feel like I'm already, like, kind of losing you. So this is my character's in-game journal. Holy shit. Okay. I had to buy a new one. <laughs> oh my god, you have two? This one isn't very full, but I'm going to transfer over and, like... So my character is writing a book because there aren't a lot of books about magic in the world. So she's... So literally, the book is called... Well, it was called Understand the uh, A Book of Understanding of Magic, but now it's called Discovering My Power, uh, Magic and Understanding by Renly Bale. Um, and, like, it's not, like, the most full, but I, like... Dope. Okay, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. I like the bird. Oh yeah, the, the, the bird, bird picture. My yeah. favorite. I'm really bad at art, but like one of my favorites is like this one. Um, not gonna explain it. Or 
Um, yeah, I feel like that explanation is just like going to be longer than the. Wait, is this the bird you were talking about? Because this oh, one's not bird. good. <laughs> a later it's like, bird. It's like a bird, but it's in like the middle of the page and it takes up. There's like nothing else on it. That. No, there's a better bird. It is really early on. Burb. 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 No, nope, not a bird, not a bird, not a bird. But basically, aha! Not Jackie I'm bad at bird. That one. That yeah. one. Yeah, that's the bird. Why didn't I have a bird? Oh, I know I had a bird. Okay, anyway. Because it's birds and things. Birds and things. Um, well, no, I had a... Uh, in, in game, my character, Renly, right? After Renz, the bird. And um, her little brother's name is Robin because her dad is obsessed with ornithology. Action. Anyway, <laughs> so that's with Batman. Let's be honest. Uh, no, I mean <laughs> ornithology. Sure. Or ornithology, um, because they don't have a lot of birds where they're from, and so he's only read about them as a concept. It's insane. <laughs> anyway, exactly is the function of a rubber duck. Yeah, <laughs> well, exactly. Yes, in that kind of way. Um, but yeah, basically, like I'm. Uh... Oh, right. So what I'm doing in this exact <laughs> session. We've had four other sessions leading up to this session because we had to like venture into the island that we're going on. Um, so we're now at the ice fortress of the new aspect of Winter, who you, who is now like a wizard who was an adventurer and lived in the town that the main like the main like where we all live when we're not adventuring. He used to live there 30 years ago, and he murdered a bunch of people. And I That's met bad. all I'll those admit. people. I recently had to get like 45 bodies out of his old wizard tower because there were 45 bodies under the floorboards of his wizard tower. And now I own that wizard tower. And I had to walk up to the guard and be like, hey, I didn't murder these people. And finally, the like captain of the guard was like, yeah, I know you. You're not going to kidnap and murder 45 people and then put them under the floorboards for however long. But sure. So we've approached the his fortress. He has become the new aspect of winter. And we also believe that he has the Lady of Springs necklace of winter. And he's allowing the perpetual winter to happen. Also, fun side note, he's preventing the gods from talking to us. If anyone followed that whole thing and like has a, a, like a vivid understanding of what's going on, please leave a comment. <laughs> because... That is, that is, like, who is your DM? Because that is complicated. The same Nick, people that write. Nick is, uh, writes a complicated story. Um, so, and this is a homebrew, like, right? This isn't yeah, like, this isn't like somebody made this. No. Like, and you're just playing it. This is a homebrew. This is, this is his Not own making, world. Someone is making it, and they are playing it. No, but it's not like written by people where this is. Yeah, it's not like it's not like a. Nick is a a computer scientist in his. Okay, no, never mind. Okay, now it makes sense. (laughs) Now I understand. Yeah, he he does like web web design basically, like web web coding, um, if I'm correct. But yeah, no. And as he lands the final blow on the aspect of winter, uh, there's an error, and you can see the (laughs) HTML code that was dictating how why. Don't even. (laughs) 
fucking don't even fucking joke about that. I've been doing this for like a year and a half out of the game. I I have been trying. Renly needs a break. Renly okay. needs a break, guys. So so again, real quick, um, because I did have to look it up. Episode fifty three is the episode that this episode will jump off of with the information. I said this is like a throwback. I didn't say throwback, but I said this is like a. We're talking about information we talked about before. And we'll get there. Yeah. But, so, my Somehow is, we'll get there. Anthony made this big deal about how, like, oh, that sounds so hipster that, like, oh, it's too complicated for Well, me you just, like, said one sentence and were like, you probably wouldn't understand. Like, I... Well, we're now 15 minutes in. Do you understand? I have, like, a <laughs> vague that, understanding of what's that. happening. Understand? Understand? The yes, Jacob. The Jetset Radio Future reference is not lost, um, um, but on me at least. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. It sounds a, it what it reminds me of a lot is the Hades and Persephone like mythology Greek mythology story. In terms of, like, yeah. the aspect of winter, yeah. and, like, it's been winter for so long, and, like, you know. So. Yeah, no, totally. Um, there's a lot of that, and I mean... And, and like, the the aspects become more powerful in their various, like, seasons, right? Um, so... Okay, I have, like, a vague understanding of what's happening. Yeah, it's... it's... Yeah, I just realized, uh, do airbenders and earthbenders have similar, like solstice power spikes or is it yeah totally yes and I, water, I and of... waterbenders have yeah like like so what tides. what is it for earthbenders and airbenders then because you've got Sozin's comet and the like the moon <laughs> and just the moon um I, I i feel like for airbenders it's just you know like the changing of weather hurricane season hurricane season yeah <laughs> No, and then for Earthbenders, I think the closer you are to maybe the fault lines, the easier the it is. The state of California. So, yeah, they would thrive in California. Or Vesuvius. They'd thrive in Italy. Mount Vesuvius. All of Italy. Okay. But my point, but like the no, point No, I understand remains. your point. I understand your point. Don't fucking minimize my point when you know I'm also kind of right. So fuck you. Okay. Um, apparently, Avatar. Okay, so on Reddit, someone did ask this question. Uh, apparently, in some, apparently in the extras on like the DVDs or whatever, uh, Airbenders' powers boosted when they were in air temples uh, because of like I don't know, just the way they're designed. Uh, they're meant well, to they're like, way up. They're like way up in the fucking mountains. Like they're yeah. they're out there. Yeah, but if you design them with airflow too, there's no stagnant air, so mo air is constantly moving through them. That makes sense. Cool, cool, cool. I can track that. I can track that. Yeah, and then other people have the same ideas as us just now of like you know maybe weird atmospheric things and then maybe fault lines. Um, but it does not really appear to there's there's nothing nothing at all for earthbenders but they can make lava so i guess i mean earthbenders are pretty strong overall so I don't yeah but they did get taken over by the fire nation so weak government strong powers eh. whatever i don't even want to talk about the politics of avatar right now because then i'll just 
Think about politics. I just love when uh, Zaheer, like, murders the Earth Queen. Because that's something that... <laughs> Jacob, are you okay? <laughs> no. Do we, need to, do we need to have a talk? <laughs> no, I was saying, like, uh, I just love when... Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> the the conclusion... Did you like put the, on those glasses the... just to take them off in a dramatic way to ask that? Okay. <laughs> I, I like it. I thought about doing the same thing, but then I was like, I can't see if I do that. I like it the These are just, like, blue light glasses. Abilities is, you know, all the implications are examined. Like, you know, could an airbender like collapse someone's lungs yeah and you know like when they do blood bending cool like you know they address that um as you know just being a part of whatever this is yeah. a you like to break the meta thing yeah, yeah and, and this I, is like approaching yeah. that level in storytelling okay i, I understand now. i've yet to see a thing where someone with electricity powers controls someone's has just mind control but that's that's sure. It's going to be in the new Spider-Man. Electro, the villain, is going to do it. I okay. hope not. No, I have but no bearing for saying Electro that, but like, million dollar idea, like, it's here. Electro is only in one episode of the Spider-Man animated series from the 90s. And really? The one with the Aerosmith theme song? I guess. I totally thought that he was in more episodes. The really pointy logo. Yeah. Yeah, that the the theme song was done by Aerosmith. Fun yeah, in huh. one episode. I love jumping off of that. I love it when like theme songs are done by like bands that are relevant, like the What's Your Scooby Doo theme song being done by Sum Forty One. I did not know that. That's interesting. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Actually, if I'm, um, I want to double the, check. Even though the show is absolute. Hot garbage. Um, Big Bang Theory's theme song is done by the Bare Naked Ladies. They might be giants. No, it's. Mm, they might be giants. Are you sure? I'm. Bare I was like one hundred percent. It was. They might be ladies. No, I'm. I am a hundred percent sure it's they might be giants. I'm gonna look it up. And song by Bare Naked Ladies. It Fight is Bare Naked Ladies. Fight me in the pit. Okay. Bare okay. naked ladies. I knew it. I Artists, would... bare naked ladies. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't some 41. It was simple plan. Okay. Yeah. That's. I was like, that's very different. My favorite band. Is not that simple plan different? is bad, but not. I mean, not that. Mm, is it very different? <laughs> we will get it. We will get to an episode where I talk about like music. And that can be an episode where you you both are like, why do you know these things? But that, I mean, I feel like, oh, but my point, and also, spoiler teaser, we we do plan on doing a theme song bracket at some point. Um, oh yes, no, I am so excited for this. So if you have any theme songs, you're super, from your childhood specifically. So childhood, like cartoons and and like childhood TV shows, I think we should say. If you feel super passionate about one of the theme songs, put it in the comments, message us, let us know what you're thinking on that front. And I'm going to, I mean, genuinely part of why I've taken down my whiteboard is so I can possibly use it for our bracket. <laughs> nice. If someone 
if someone suggests the PJ Mask theme song, I will find you and I will hurt you. Because the kids are obsessed with PJ Mask, and so they're they want they turn on the show just to watch the intro with the theme song, are and we- then they like rewind it fifty times so they can sing along with it. And do we want to count like the super so like? Tired. Do we want to count like? super young kids content because i think that could be its own separate thing because like the wonder pets theme song dora the horrifying cyber chase Ooh, jacob you're oh, right no. cyber chase is already on i already have like a list going on my own <laughs> um like... dragon tails like this is going to be guess... a big bracket this is going to well, go on for a while we're going to have to like break it up into several like iterations and like talk about it overall but like, we might have to do this, like, March Madness style, like, Eastern Bracket, Western Bracket, like, North Well, because then, because then you could think about, like, manga. Yeah. Like. No, we can do, like, or, we can do, like, like, like anime. Like, yeah, we have to have an anime, anime. like. Manga doesn't You know what I mean, Jacob? <laughs> anime. We can what? do the anime theme song, like, bracket. Yeah, anime can, was like, based anime. on manga to begin with, so uh, it tracks, okay? Wait, so we could do, like, because, we could well, do, because, like, the no, live. Well, that's not fair. That's not fair then, because the Eastern bracket, if if the Eastern bracket is anime, Cowboy Bebop just wins. Like, just just put it in the finals. So? So? We have to talk about it. We'll have to talk about it. But my point is, we can do the anime bracket, we can do the live-action bracket, we could do, like, the, 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 like, tween cartoons and kids' cartoons. Okay. Or, or we can totally show. Well, and then we need to just... We need another entire section for Power Rangers theme songs, though. No, we can make that a... Okay, wait. Then, if we need, if you're insisting on that, then why don't we first start with the Power Rangers theme song bracket? Okay, you no, know, and then the winner of the Power and Rangers theme song bracket makes on. it onto the live action. Okay, yeah, no, that's, okay. that's fair. I think, I think we can do that. We can those brackets, and then we have a final one that's just, like, the top eight mm-hmm. against each other. Yeah, I feel like I feel like yeah, we can go down to like the top two in each bracket, and then we shuffle from there and go. I feel like that could really work. Um, okay, but... we gotta we gotta put this online so uh, we can like push it out to the audience to yes. like everyone to get votes from like people we don't even know. No, absolutely. I've already been p- probing my my friends' brains, but um, and we can Ready. we can like bracket out to like Yu-Gi-Oh theme songs. Like Naruto's got a it's bunch time. of different theme songs. Like, so many, some longer running shows, longer running running anime. I feel like have so many theme songs that it's really easy to be like, these are all D tier, <laughs> like, and then like you grab just the one. No, Dragon Ball Z. Okay, Dragon Ball Z was no, no, going on for like forever, and it had one theme song the whole time. Yeah, but like Naruto had like seven. Yeah. Like two each Before. season. Yeah, that's because Naruto has like six seasons of filler, though. Like, Bleach has really bad opening and ending music. So Bleach is bad. Like, yeah, I was like, Bleach overall is bad. Like, not just the theme song. Like, the the theme song prepares you for how bad the episode you are about to watch is. I really tried to like Bleach. I watched like fifteen episodes or something. Like, I watched too many episodes. But yeah, so okay, that's so coming up. We, yeah, that was a. What we a want to talk about today, going back to why I ranted about D and D for fifteen minutes, is because we're updating on um, Wizards of the Coast and their new book that's coming out. Um, in November, they have a new expansion book 
called Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. And the big thing that comes out of Tasha's Cauldron of Everything is that it it, it decouples racial ability bonuses. Racial meaning elves, half-elves, humans, orcs, like so on. It decouples the two. So now if you decide to be an orc, it's not immediately your con and your strength. If you decide to be, you know, like a human, you don't automatically get a plus one to everything. So it, it like takes some of the problems that people have had of like inherently, if you are a race, you have these things and it starts to break it down. And I think that's huge and I think it's a smart move, but it's something that they've been doing on the Unearthed Arcana for a while now. Um, and for those of you who are yeah, I was gonna say, the what is Arcana, Arcana? The Unearthed Arcana is the like, it's Wizards of the Coast playtest material. So they just throw it online. They say, we're not super sure if it's going to be balanced. Can you, as the community and people who love this game, test these ideas for us, pitch your own, and give us feedback? It's the PUBG test server. It's the PUBG of, test server. Of D&D. Okay. Yeah, exactly. If it were anything else, I would be like, that's very lazy on the developers. But since D&D is, like, so huge, like, there's so much information just that exists about D&D, like Games canon or not. to test. No, exactly. Right, and, like, I, I mean, I, we talked about this with, like, Betrayal. I've talked about this with Betrayal at the House on the Hill with my friends. I love Betrayal at House on the Hill. It's one of my favorite board games. Great game. Fantastic game. However, there are a lot of cases where there's no... Super one-sided. Well, one, it's super one-sided. But there's also no rules that specify how a mechanic is supposed to work. Ooh, um... And you have to Google um, it. Uh, there's there this game that Claire got uh, for Christmas. Agricola. We ran oh, into yeah, this with this game, Agricola. Um, where there's, like, a lot of stuff that's, like... There's a lot that's explained, but then there's some stuff that's just not explained Agricola anywhere. Really that, and you have to Google it. Like... Uh, there was another one that we just played. Um, Risk, the the Risk, um, like, office edition of Risk. What? There's, like, where you have to, like, take over, like, you, like... Take over. Yeah, it's, like, kind of, not really. But you, like, have these, like, teams of, like, interns and managers, and you're, like, trying to take over your, like, your company or whatever. But there's a lot of places where there's, like, holes in the rules... Um, like, for example, you get, like, these little tokens, like, donuts and staplers and, like, post-it notes that come out of the supply closet. And resources? it's like, okay, well, yeah, resources. They're, like, they're tokens. But And you get, like, a certain amount at the beginning, but then it, it never tells you, like, how you get more. Like, there's no way to get more. But you have to keep drawing cards that need these tokens to, like, activate the cards. And then the tokens are like used up. So we like had to we like had to implement like a it's house rule. Office politics. We had to implement like a house rule where you like can get a free token at the beginning of your turn, or whatever. Because there was no like otherwise, it's just who has the best cards on the first draw. And then it was like it's like wildly unbalanced. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, but, so other things that are coming in Tasha's I, I just, like, took that and ran away you with absolutely it. absolutely so did. That was did. 
one hundred percent my fault. I'm very sorry. You were the tan- you are the king of Tandit Town for a moment. Um, so other things that are coming in Tasha's uh, Cauldron of Everything are they're doing more subclasses. Big shocker there. They always do that with their new books. They always bring out more subclasses. Uh, their Artisan is the new one, right? Nope, Artisan's been out. Art- Artisan came out with the last Art- one. No, 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 no. It came out a while ago. Art, uh, Eberron? You mean Art- Artificer. Art- that's yeah. what I meant. Yep. Yeah. It was an Artificer. A word. Sorry, we Artificer. called it Artisans in our 2 campaign, so I'm used to it. Uh, Artificer. That's the new one that yeah. came out. Yeah. What's or what's the newest, newest one? No, no new class is coming out. It's all subclasses. Oh, right. Okay. So, you know. Artificer we'll gets new subclasses. Yeah. Everything is going to get new subclasses, it sounds like. Wow, okay. Um, it just says, try our subclass options for every D&D class, including Artificer, which appears in the book. So, okay. exciting. Um, uh, then we've got new, new artifacts, new spells. Always comes again with these expansions. We always get more artifacts and interesting stuff like that. So, something I'm excited about, magical tattoos. They've been... Played around with a lot on our Sarkana, but like gem dust tattoos is basically the There's show. a lot of. Go ahead, sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, there's just there's been a lot of and you can go through and you can search the unearthed Arcana stuff. I don't think they've pulled a lot of it from the internet. Because there's a all... lot of homebrew. There's a lot of homebrew uh, magical tattoos. There are. Um, yeah. Somebody that was in my campaign that I was running that I will get back to. I promise you. Um was was like approached me about like his backstory and was like oh like you know i have this like tattoo that like takes over my body and i was like uh i was like okay like let's you know like not make it realistic but like let's you know like even it out a little bit so it's not like wildly overpowering and like you're gonna end up killing your whole team um well i was but it's a lot of like homebrew stuff I mean, if you want to do that, he could be a sorcerer or, like, a barbarian, and, like, that's the rage or the wild magic or something. Anyway, um, I don't know. I really like incorporating, like, that's a really cool element, and I would, I like, with stuff like that, I always want to try and find a way to, like, um, incorporate it. it. Break it. Well, not not break it. But, like, a great example of this is I created a barbarian character who... The, like, lore behind it is she's in a clan of fighters, but the first baby to be born after the death of the chieftain, like, has the power of the chief and, like, the spirit and, and, like, knowledge of the chief, and that's where the rage comes in. It's just this, like, inherent battle instinct that you you have from, like, the previous spirits of your elders. Um, Okay. And it like that's sort of like, like an it, avatar kind of like yeah, going back to it, avatar. That's like a very it's, avatar. It's thing. very avatar, but I, I just like I really like that concept, and I'm so sad I don't get to play her anymore. She's so cool. Um, so like, if anyone needs like a dragonborn barbarian, like at some point I might. Flavor wins. Ludo narrative. Yeah, so she's she's very cool. What? Um, but, Ludo narrative. Have you heard that before, ever? No, I was like, I'm missing. There's something okay, I don't so understand. So, narrative is where the mechanics of a game are explained by the story. Yeah. And okay. 
So like, I did not know that there was a term for that. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. So there's a there's a there's a magic YouTuber called Spice Eight Rack, uh, and he talks a lot about it in uh, some of his like earlier videos. Um, okay, like his first magic videos because uh, he talks mostly about kind of flavor stuff. Flavor wins. Uh, yeah, flavor wins. Um, and being like ginger brute is a flavor win. Like you know, it has like good Ludo narrative. You know, mm -hmm. like support. You know, the gingerbread man is fast, you can't catch him, so the card has haste. You know, like, cool. Um, okay. Well, and that's why I love, like, clues. I know they're not the most powerful thing in magic, they're not the most powerful oh, no, artifact token. But clues are great, and, like, cards like Tamiyo's Journal... No, you can abuse clues. Like, they're strong. They're yeah. not as strong as, like, treasures, but you can abuse them. Mm -hmm. Or abuse clues? Ooh, yeah. It's a thing now! Um, I I had a serious conversation in uh, my uh, my magic nerd chat uh, from back home. I there was a serious conversation about is it possible now because of the like rise of dog EDH decks to make a blues clues deck? <laughs> no doubt. Serious conversation. No Someone doubt. Someone is gonna try to do it. Do it, please, and send I, us I want to see it. Couldn't you get a mono blue deck though, which would be you can't. You can't, unfortunately, because most of the dogs are in white. But but blue white still fits that, and I would I would hesitate. Mm -hmm. You can easily throw green in there too, because Steve's shirt's green. Ah, so so you can make it five colors. The chair is red. But like, you don't. Uh, yeah, you can red if you too, want. Isn't it? The notebook is, uh, depends on the notebook you're talking about. Um, I, although I think Josh's current phone case for that show is red, too. So I think red is the primary thing. Josh is the newest. Uh, yeah, I was like, you, okay, you are the resident, like, blues clues lore expert. I really, like, I really like. Josh. I, Josh is the new one. I follow him on Instagram. Josh De La Cruz. He's great. Um, <laughs> I follow okay. all three of them on Instagram anyway. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so Magical Tattoos, back on what this will mean. They're also giving you, it, quote, more character options. Delve into a collection of new class features, new feats, and customize your character's origin using straightforward rules for modifying a character's racial traits. I'm going to throw this in here because uh, you're reading directly from uh, the, the promo material. Dragons promo material, yeah. We are not sponsored by Wizards of the Coast. This mm -hmm. this sounds a little bit like a like a promo. We're not sponsored by Wizards of the Coast. We're just big fans of D and D and things. I mean, yeah. Like I'm wearing a pizza from I'm, that shirt. I'm just not... saying. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm, I just I want to throw that in there. It always makes me nervous. Don't fox us. Like it's it makes me nervous. Um, the sponsored uh, by the literal foxes in the forest. <laughs> Jake, then we have their culture house. New tool, like new tools to make puzzles and like new puzzles uh, for your campaigns. Um, ready to be dropped into any D and D venture. Puzzles are very difficulty. Await your adventurers, complete with traps and guidance on using puzzles in your games, which is exciting because I love putting puzzles in my games and I'm so bad at making them. Um, the puzzle room. Have you done the puzzle room? I haven't done the puzzle room. No, but <laughs> Ten, I did. Nine, eight, 
So I did give I did give my players like a literal like jigsaw puzzle. Basically, I like made I like made my own puzzle out of like paper and I like threw it. Like you see a bunch of tiles cool. on the ground. That's cool. Yeah. Jacob, uh, the puzzle room was something I mentioned. I think the first time we talked about D and D on the show mm-hmm. for the campaign that I was doing, and it. I think it, I want to say it came from Reddit. I can't, I can't like take credit for it as much as I want to, but it came from somewhere on the internet, probably Reddit. And it's a room that you go into and the door, the door shuts behind you. And it's just like a plain room, whatever. There's like a thing in the middle with a button on it. And as soon as you go in, this voice starts counting down, like, ten, nine, and so you're like, oh no, like, what happened, like, when it hits zero, like, we're gonna die, or something, like, your players, like, start to panic. And when, the only thing that they can do in the room is hit the button again. Like, there's no monsters, there's no, like, as far as they know, there's no, like, hidden walls or anything. So they hit the button, and it ca- it starts counting down again from the top. Ten. Nine and every time they hit the button, the counter restarts. And so, it's 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 like a really mean exercise in teamwork and like getting your players to like sort of talk to each other about what's going on, which is why I used it, not just because I'm an asshole. But you but, needed your players to communicate and learn how to work right. It was together. The, it was the first trap that they ran into, um, just so that I could like. But it's very low stakes. Right. Because when they when the counter reaches zero, the door opens. Not like nothing happens. Like they're they're not attacked, no one takes damage, like nothing happens. So so the stakes are literally zero unless like they hurt themselves somehow. Um but it's it's very good in my opinion, it's very good to put very early on in a campaign. Especially with people that, like, don't know each other. If you have, like, people from, like, different, like, kind of, like, friend circles or whatever, like, coming together to play D&D with you. Or people who haven't played a lot of the game. Yeah, it's... And don't know how they want to... Because I feel like everyone communicates differently when they play tabletop games. So... Mm. That was was something that... Now that you mentioned that, that's something that was very interesting because Claire... My wife, who had never played D&D before, um, was, like, panicking. She was like, we're gonna die here. Like, he's gonna kill us. Um, which just, like, shows her faith in me. Uh, as, like, a person. But <laughs> but she was, like, panicking. And then once they hit the button the first time and the counter restarted, she, like, was very calm and was like, okay, something is it Like, there's something at work here. Like, there's some kind of, like... There's some, there's a trick, and was like focused on figuring it out while everybody else was like trying to break down the door that they came through and was like looking for hidden like tiles that they could move. Well, to and escape. like yeah, and there's different puzzles for different players, right? Like some people want a literal puzzle, puzzle. Some people want like, oh, you just have to know which item to go run back in the dungeon and find. Uh, or, like, you need to know what spell to cast. And then some people, you know, they want to sit there and think, like, if two like two trains leave <laughs> Philadelphia and L.A. at the same yeah. time, uh, one of them is going 55 miles per hour, the other is going 45, when will they intersect? Like, People so, that like those kinds of puzzles, there's something... Something's not quite right. 
I had to, up, I had to do there. one of those puzzles, and it was infuriating for me. <laughs> yeah. The real question is, when is it appropriate to, or like, what's what's an appropriate use of real world objects for your in-game puzzles? So like, you physically made a puzzle. If I gave someone a copy of Snood for the Game Boy Advance, and I was like, you have to beat the whole game. <laughs> The puzzle for this room. <laughs> that is not an appropriate uh, use See, of in-game or of real I think, objects. Yeah, I think it's. You depends. have to get the for for we're gonna put a we're gonna put Brett on a campaign with a Tetris puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. You have to clear fifty lines. Easy, done. I'll be done in ten minutes. Great. <laughs> <laughs> That's the puzzle. The and fact that she didn't she didn't like. Stop to say I'll be done in ten minutes after you said of Coke makes me kind of concerned. I didn't hear you say of Coke. <laughs> yeah. I just like, saw but it's li- but it's liquid Coke. Yeah. It refreshes. Oh I don't think I don't think I could chug fifty like cans of Coke in ten minutes. Through your nose? Oh not through my nose. God no. Yeah. No, no one said anything about about a cup. Well, you don't need a cup for a can of soda now, do you? Anyway. Anyways, also, Minesweeper, like, you know, is Minesweeper an appropriate D&D puzzle? See, I think with that, and, and like, I've thought about it, um, because I I have, like, one-shots I want to run, and one of the one-shots I want to run is my players are playing as themselves. And it's like a mystery, and and it, it... so you just want to play Betrayal House on the Hill in real life, kind of. But Vampire the Masquerade. Um, <laughs> okay. And no, that I'm I'm on board. Part of it would be like, so the like core of this is like, I go missing, but I've left like, but I sent them each a letter. And now they're being like thrust into this world of vampires. They will each do the TTRPG backstory DLC. <laughs> but like, yeah, like I thrust them into this world of vampires. Oh no, you've given Anthony ideas now. <laughs> He's gonna write it. I need to I've write a prequel. Him, I've given him pause. <laughs> you've given him pause. Um, hey, you know, the third like we are the frontier. Third, part two is done. It needs a lot more editing. And part three is has its outline. It is still coming. Don't don't you worry your little selves about that. That yeah. is that is secret backstory DLC from from a long time ago. <laughs> a long time ago. Um, but yeah, no, that's yeah. basically we are frontier. I mean, it's zombies. But anyway, yeah. So like, I I had this idea as I was doing it, like my players would find things, and if they found certain tools, like, in... So the goal was, and I, oh, I'm ad- adjusting the goal. No, like, I would have my apartment set up. Like, yeah, we're playing in my apartment. But then I would be like, and she told you, like, and in your letters, you each have these notes. Oh, so like a murder mystery party, but... But also okay. tabletop RPGs. So, like, if they, like, okay. looked behind a thing, they would have found, like, a book that, or, like, if they found, like, oh, like, oh, we found some of her, like, magic shit, so we can do, like, like, we can bring, like, magic spell stuff to, like, figure out what's happening. 
That's okay, now I now I do have an idea for they will eat you tabletop RPG. That sounds like an escape room where like people have classes. So like yeah, and I, and that was like or, the idea. I was kind of you know, going. Uh, you know, maybe someone gets a class where like their their resources are they can get the clues from like the person. You know, like making sure that you all don't kill yourselves. Um, uh, maybe someone has like like X-ray glasses or like you know. Those yeah. like the little, uh, the like the red lens, the red. Well, and like that would have been like, part of it, like, right? Things. Um, and like one of the other like ideas would be like the map to Lexington and like all of the places that like I had started like researching for like this world or whatever, and and like that was an idea I was like throwing around, and I still might do something in that realm while we're playing. But can you print off like those decoder lens? Yeah. Things like print off text. Invisible ink is super easy to do. Um, yeah. Decoders um, and invisible ink is also really for your players to figure out if you word it correctly. Um, so stuff like that is is valid. And then, you know, I I I like a good puzzle. Um, in in real life too, because like, you could hand someone like a, like a box with like a logic puzzle inside of it too, and like. If they unlock it, they get the key. Like stuff like that. I think the and and the thing I will say too is like that is when you have to decide, make a decision as a like player as well. Like if your player has seven intelligence, they're not going to participate in the puzzle. Okay. Even if you like the puzzle, <clears throat> like your player may not participate. So you have to like make a choice. <coughs> I don't know. I, I, I have a love-hate relationship with puzzles and TTRPGs. Okay, I, I love doing them and thinking of them, but I don't know if they're necessarily the most effective. Okay. Also, I'm going to do it, and it's going to be a roguelike. Oh, God. Cool. Is it, like, it, I'm going to do it. A, no, I, I'm, I'm, at some point? I'm so on board with this idea. Like, I'm going to do it. Can, I'm so excited now. I, I have a project. I, we need a lot more people. We can have, we can, this well, is so, what I'm saying, Discord it. We can Discord it and we can have like four people playing. So here's my rough outline so far. Is like, the characters, the characters are from, the characters are from the story, right? Yeah. From the They Will Eat You story. And this works out because at the end of the first one, all the characters in the first one had their own like stats and like alignments and like, favored weapons and like so on and so forth so like you you create a character list no jacob you can't play as yourself and no i won't play as myself just to make it more interesting um and so you create a character list and you're like okay can you I have play to as be... myself no we got to make it more interesting can i be evan <laughs> point follow follow me follow me wait can i be barack obama <laughs> No, because he he's in, he dies as um he's a he's an NPC plot. He has to die to drive the plot. So so you create so you create this world and the world can change based on the character's actions, and you loosely follow the story up until like some character's actions like wildly diverge from the story's path. And then there's like, like multiple characters. Well, kind no. There's like multiple endings and okay. like so on and like it's like a it's like a choose your own adventure that you 
play, if that makes sense. That's like sort of the sort of the direction I'm going with it. Okay, sure. It's it's still it's still a very rough outline, but I'm sure. the wheels are turning now. I I'm very excited about this. You br- uh, you brought this up at the at the wrong time. I was thinking for Brenna's campaign where everyone is playing as themselves that if they when they do their character sheets and set up like certain stats that if someone's like, oh, I'm really strong in this. Oh, uh, they don't know what their stats are necessarily. <laughs> because give your one friend like you have a you have an eight intelligence. No, no, no. So, so in in this game, intelligence is three. On. What? Why? I have That's I, this, why. this binder has all of their character sheets already written out. I've already done Uh-oh, so no. much of the legwork. Uh-oh. But in Vampire the Masquerade... Um, Are these people still going to be your friends afterwards? Yes. Okay. So what I did was I gave them surveys. So here, for an example, uh, I, I've okay. got my own character sheet. Cool. So in okay. Vampire the Masquerade, there's, like, there's not numerical devices. It's more of just like, it's on a scale of one to three. So like just because you're bad at it doesn't mean like... You can't do it. Yeah, you can't do it. Like, so for example, for myself, you know, like, I have a one in strength. Out of, based oh, based I guess on the out of survey. Five, out of five. Like, t- taking the survey myself, I have a one in strength. Okay. Like, and I asked them That's to, like... That's very interesting. No, I'm And I asked that. them to, like, rank their own, like, feelings about how they, like, you, you get to put new numbers to things. How would you put your numbers to things? So I let them do some of that part. And then I asked them stuff like, you know, like, do you know how to lockpick? Like, are you a- adept with firearms? Because there's a larceny skill and a gun skill <laughs> in, in here. Um, I was thinking you should, if someone was supposed to be, like, strong in the campaign, that you should yeah. give them like a protein shake right before you start or if someone's supposed to be really smart you're like here like eat some tuna it's brand new <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah well and like and i asked them like what superpowers they would want if they could have superpowers and that the corresponds power to have that's the the that's corresponds superpower. no <clears throat> shut up rogue no one likes you the, but the, like it corresponds to what they got so that's not the power to have all power she drains people's life essence i mean that's a power that's the that's the power. That's her power. It uh, just draining the, pe- the the life essence of another mutant just gives you their power. Anyway. I, would, I would want the power. I would want the power to give people sucky powers. <laughs> what we talked about this on the, on a we had a superpowers episode of the Doctor Z show a long time ago. You know what I will say? Didn't watch that episode. I don't think. I'll admit. I'll admit that one. It'd be great if you could just like. You know, not not so much like debilitating like curses per se, but just like bad. Like, like whenever you get on an elevator, there's always like someone always pressed all the buttons before you got on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you you don't want to you don't want to mess with me. Like, <laughs> I'll make your life inconvenient. <laughs> inconvenient, man. Hold on. The power, the power to fill things. That's the best power. I don't like where that's going. If your wallet is empty, fill it with money. Oh, that's not where my brain went. Anyway, what um, on earth? No, I have to. No, I have to know. No, you don't. Um, there is another thing. 
You don't have to know. There's another thing that's know. coming out in Tasha's Cauldron of everything that I, I'm very intrigued in, and I want no, to hear I, your I have to know. No, I have to know. Think about it. She'll do it, She'll do it off right. Throw your brain into the gutter and think oh, about God. it. Oh, <laughs> God. Thank you. Anyway. Just like oh, speaking, speaking into the gutter. Things, though, um, there is this friggin' Sherwin-Williams. Have, have you ever seen their logo? Yeah. Like, the at so their slogan is cover the earth and it's just like paint dripping over the earth like, why are you trying to drown humanity like jacob <laughs> jacob what how did we how did we get on that you talked know. about the power to fill things and then i thought about paint for some reason and then i thought about oh sherwin williams and their scary slogan remember when we said this episode was going to be bite-sized cover the earth it it still kind of is related. Fair relatively. enough. It's still so, an hour. The last thing I, I want to talk about in Tasha's Cauldron, getting back to the actual like first part of the episode, because we were going to do a second part. I'm so angry about it. Like. I just, you know, you always get on me for like going off on tangents. And then when I try to rein us in and get us back on topic. Never mind. Nope, that's inappropriate secret backstory DLC. God damn it. Um, the gr so introducing group patrons, whether you're part of the same yeah. criminal syndicate or working yeah. for an ancient dragon, each group patron option comes with its own perk and type of assist of assess uh, of assignments and assistance. I'm assuming is what my brain was trying to say. But I think that's really interesting because there's already a lot of TPT RPGs that do that. And but I've done that in one of my own campaigns, where, like, I made all of my players in a band. Right. Stuff like that. And, like, they've they've played around with that with the, like, Magic the Gathering expansions a little bit. You know, like, with all of the uh, Ravnica stuff, They, if you were a part of a guild, you had mm -hmm. guild ranking and stuff like that. So they've already played around with this, and it's wild that they're putting it in the main game, too. I I want to see how it's implemented, but to me, it makes, it would, as a player, it would make me feel like. Obligated? Kind of, not, not necessarily obligated, but kind of like a minion in like a, in like an organization. Yeah. Like, and as a, as a D&D &D player, typically like, you want to, you want to like see where the story goes and you want to like, you know, complete all the quests and, but like. In actuality, like, D&D &D is an RPG, and people play RPGs to become more powerful. Like, that's why you continue playing, is to become more but powerful. That's why, like, I, but what I'm, what I'm thinking is, similar to the guild system where you can gain renown and stuff. Oh, where's, there it is. I'm gonna pull out my Ravnica book for a second, because I, I don't remember exactly how you, like, get systems and, like, go up in the cults and the guilds and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. Like uh, Guilds of Ravnica. Um You gain renown. Okay. So I don't know, it's 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 interesting, but I want to see how it's implemented. If it's implemented the same way Ravnica implements it, then then yes, I like it. Otherwise, if it's implemented a different way, I I, I want to see how it works first before I I touch it. Yeah. So, I mean like yeah, like I've read through the renown system before, and it's mostly just like, yeah, you 
when you join a guild, you start with one renowned. You go through various ranks, gain various benefits, so you gain different, you know, benefits through it. And if they, I'm assuming this was kind of where they're basing a lot of that off of. So interested to see what's going to come out of this. Um, so, so we'll when, see. You, when you deal combat damage while well, you have renown, you get a bonus <laughs> counter. Oh no! Were you holding on to that joke? I I saw it form in his brain, and he was like, like made that face as he thought of the joke. Well, and at different and just held it. you can. Oh, and you absolutely know that that's like part of why they put that. They chose that wording in this, like yeah. stuff like that for for nerds like you. <laughs> nerds like all of us. Yeah, I was like, how. I am the one. How dare you? I was like. Well, I was also the one who sat here and immediately knew what they were referencing and where to look and immediately pulled out my book that was sitting right there for the obscure Magic the Gathering. Like, how dare you? Like, D &D. Nerds like you. Like, nerds like all three of us. That's the joke. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you can gain different. Oh, that's cool. You've got a questionnaire. There, I, didn't, I didn't look at this, but there's a questionnaire to just figure out which guild you should be a part of. Like in I've, the done those, I've done those quizzes before, and I always end up Bulgari. Here. I and I always end up Simic, and I'm like, how? I I never play Simic. Hold on, here. Why That's don't we can favorite. we can do it now? Who wants to go first? I mean, I'm how reading long, it. I mean, like, how long is it? It's not very long. It's uh. I'll go. I'll do one, it. One, two, three, maybe three, four questions at most. Okay, Jacob wants to go first. Okay, what's important to me? Nature and science, learning other people's secrets and keeping my own, or society and community? Uh, society and community. Cool. Uh, what's your attitude towards law and order? They limit our freedoms by, by their nature. I want a hand in establishing order for the good of society. I guess I want a hand and cool. establish order. What's the best way to establish order? Contracts and obligations, military pursuit, uh, mil uh, military might in the pursuit of justice. Contracts? You are Orzov. Yeah. I I saw that. I saw where that was going. Yeah. I don't I don't like how linear that is. It is very linear, but it's a good like like thought process of like, hey, if you were playing a character, like what matters? It's not like fifty character? questions that no, like, gives you an answer like based it's, on some wild yeah, let's, algorithm. Let's test and see if you get gruel, Anthony. Can I be John? I don't ever get gruel. Can I be like, John? Golgari. Golgari. All right, let's test it then. What's important to you? Nature and science, learning other people's secrets and keeping from them for your own, or society and community? I'm gonna end up getting Demir because I'm gonna say. Keep keep learning other people's secrets. Like, keeping them as the literally as well. ends at Demir. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's just... that is the one question for Demir. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm also gonna say society and community. Um, what's my attitude towards the law and order? Yeah, I want to I want to help establishing them. The best way, uh, I mean, oh, sorry, a comprehensive system of laws is the other option oh. for what's the best way to establish law and order. So I 
I, I would have been Azorius then, I think. Yeah, Azorius is that, and I think I also fall into the a comprehensive system of laws. But wait, <laughs> what if I go down the nature and science path? I want to see. Yeah, that's that's yeah, where Golgari goes. On it yet. Yeah, uh, where would you rather spend your time in the laboratory in nature with growing things? Lab. lab. Nature with growing doing, things. Doing what in the lab? Tinkering with technological devices or modifying life forms to suit my vision? Tinkering. Guess where those go? <laughs> yeah. You're in the uh, Is It League. Is it in um, You fucking scum. No, Is It in Simic? It just means I'm America. That's terrible. Is It is garbage. So, in nature, growing yes, things, doing what? Uh, building a peaceful co uh, community with in harmony with nature or That's clearing less, away. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or clearing away the edifice of civilization so nature can grow again. That one. Uh, that Wally. one. Well, there's also recycling the waste of society into new growth. Yeah, there we go. That's, Golgari. that's, yeah, that, that's no, recycling, recycling the waste is Gulgari, really? Yeah, recycling the waste of society into new growth. That's their job. Because clearing away the edifice of civilization so nature can grow again is gruel. Is it really? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then what my favorite is, uh, what's, so if you take the, they they limit our freedom and nature. The next question is, what's your favorite way to express yourself? And there's three options. Channeling my zeal for justice into fighting evil and chaos. Smashing stuff. <laughs> and righteous revels and performances. So there's the second one is 100% Rakdos. No, the third one's Rakdos. So there's multiple ways to Smashing get to Gruul and Boros, but gruel. nothing else. Huh? There's multiple ways to get to Gruul and Boros, but nothing, but nothing else. Pretty much, yeah. Is it? There's multiple ways to get to exhibit. Sorry. What's your favorite way to express yourself? Is also explosive science experiments. Okay. Yeah. So there's three ways to get to is it three uh, or two ways to get to is it two ways to two ways to get to Gruul and two ways to get to the Boros Legion and then. Yeah, Simic, Golgari, Selesnia, Rakdos, Ozorius, Demir, and Orzhov are all only one. Yeah. But, hmm. yeah, these are super handy and like. Anyway, um, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm curious to see how that's gonna work in the main game. Uh, I've seen a lot of jokes online that five fifth edition is becoming five point five, with all the expansion books. Yeah, I think they're finally what they're finally doing is this is D and D. This is how it's going to play. Here, here's your DLC. Like, yeah, pretty much. Like, sort of like the I'm I'm trying to think I'm trying to think of a better thing than like so like a Guitar Hero, right? Like mm -hmm. Guitar Hero one, two, and three are the same. Like three had like the boss battles or whatever, but discounting that, it's the same. Like yeah. it's the same game. It plays the same way. Like just I'm just looking like, at how just many... release expansion packs. Like so don't... I'm looking at all of the source books they have. Okay, it's it's a lot. A so large we've got number. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven source books. Yeah, that's it's an amount. With two more slated for release. In in Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, and what's the one that's coming out really soon? Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, which is available in September. Okay, fight me, because that sounds really interesting. No, it's going to be really... 
Feel the cold touch of death in this adventure of the world's greatest role-playing game. That's a bold claim. Yeah, and then they have, yeah, they have two, you know, um, two magic books that have come out. They have Ravnica and uh, Theros, which I need to get Theros for obvious reasons. Um, you can finally play as a Leonin and a Satyr. I'm about playing as Leonin. I'd I be would about that. totally play as a Leonin. I would totally play, but Leonin versus Tabaxi. You could be Lionel, or like, or Lionel. That's what I was thinking, Lionel. But like Tabaxi, like, is basically Lionel. Thundercats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, like, I was like, where are we going? Well, wait, Tabaxi. Now that I'm thinking about it, that's dumb. Leonins are huge, though. I guess it maybe it's a strength versus. Yeah. A Tabaxi would be more dexterous. Uh, I mean, think about, like, look at a picture of Ajani next to literally anyone else. I mean, yeah. I'm just, I, the, let me, I want to look up the, like, the, like, Tabaxi versus Leonin thing. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be a compare contrast. Oh, it's plus two dex, plus one charisma. Currently in the game, you know, as of who knows what will happen once Tasha's Cauldron of Everything comes out. But yeah, Leonins are plus two con, plus one strength. Yeah. And they have, they also have claws like Tabaxi. Um, Dark Vision, Cat's Talent versus Hunter's Instincts and a Daunting Roar. Okay, sure. And then Feline Agility. Cool. So I'm interested. I'm interested, yeah. Um, you can also play as a. I don't know if you guys actually delved into like Ravnica, but in Ravnica you can play as a Luxodon and as a Minotaur and as a Centaur. But not a Luxodon, Minotaur, Centaur. No, no, no. You can also play as a Simic Hybrid and as a Videlkin. A Simic Hybrid sounds like it could go really bad really quickly. Uh, so you get plus two to Khan, plus one to any other uh, ability, and then you get Animal Enhancements, which are weird as fuck. Is that a technical term? Yeah. Are, okay. you, are you telling me that everyone can just be furries? Yes. What I'm, what I'm telling you is that, like, you can really build your fursona out in this game. Um, and it's super easy to do. Fursona, the masquerade. <laughs> Sigh. Sigh. Masterthopterist. <laughs> I can't. God damn it, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! You can also play as a as a frog. I'll give you a magic card. No, I can't. Lots of frogs options now. Technically, it's a grung, but you know, it's a frog. Blubble the They have turtles. Turtles like turtles. Like like a turtle, but a turtle. They get plus two to strength, plus one to wisdom. Um, fun backstory DLC that I don't think either of you knew about. Um, when I was like, then it's just about you. Yeah, (laughs) it's still fun. It's still backstory DLC. Um, I'll take it. It's about one of the hosts, so it counts. Um, so when I was like five, uh, or maybe maybe seven, uh, like a little bit more cognitive development. Um, Uh I thought that in the in the 
first season of Pokemon, there's an episode where they deal with a ghastly, and it makes, like, fusions of Pokemon, uh, like Venustois. Uh, and I thought that was super cool, and so I and I really loved like Charmander and everything. Uh, so I thought of like, like what if War Turtle, War Turtle, and Charmeleon were fused, and it was Warmeleon, and I thought it sounded really awesome. And whenever I like wanted to convince my like five to seven year old self that I could run really fast, I would just yell that and like pretend that I was this Pokemon fusion and run around. <laughs> So, there is quite possibly someone who, in the recesses of their mind, <laughs> just remembers someone shouting, Warmelian! And then just running Naruto-style yeah, real fast. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Anyways, Tortle. I don't know what to do with that information. Like, like I have this information now, and I don't know if I want to hold on to it. Because I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Just savor getting to know your best friend more. And when I'm like on, when I'm on my deathbed, I expect flowers with a little note that just says, we're mealing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> oh no. That got really dark. Um... <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah. Final thoughts on the cauldron of everything. Uh, we'll buy it. Who's Tasha? That's what I want to know. Uh, one of the original player characters in Gary Guy Gary Guy campaign. Oh, I didn't know that. Is Along that, with is that the same deal with like Morganinen and Volo yeah, and Melf. Okay. Volo. They're all like OG characters in his world. To some degree. That's neato. But she's but... cool. I'm I'm interested. I I probably won't buy it right away. Um, I'll let Brenna buy it and then get her honest take on it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm but I'm, I'm interested. A lot of the things that they're adding, uh, I think are are good additions. I think they're great additions. I mean, they've been. They definitely listen to their. They definitely listen to their fan base about the removing race and racial bonuses. Yeah, I think decoupling that is huge. I think, you know, being it's able baby to... steps. Like like we said in the episode before when we talked about it, it's it's the baby steps. Like they're getting there. Like well, and generally too. And my my only fear is that on the business end of things, they're not really improving. They're only like face wise improving. Um, which is a concern. But this is a business. This is a business decision, though. Them to is release it? this and to do something that large, like because that's been a staple of D and D, like forever. Yeah, is going like, back this to the race. Days. You get this race bonus, like so. Decoupling that, I think, is that's a big decision for them to you know, do. But again, a lot of people are like, "Well, three point five started doing a lot of that stuff, and three point five was the most, you know, like." Uh, customizable version of this game because there are so many splat books, right? I mean, like I've looked. I at would argue not. I would argue not anymore. There's especially, especially the amount of stuff on Unearthed Arcana, and the amount of like homebrew that's yeah. constantly going on for people. Yeah. 
But Every week, I'm, I hear some of them like, oh, man, I got this great idea for a D&D campaign. And, like, a lot of them, like, don't follow through. And that's just, like, a thing about people is they, like, have a great idea and, you know, it doesn't go anywhere. But, like, all the time I'm hearing, like, oh, man, I'm going to write this D&D oh, campaign. I'm like, okay, God. hopefully you have nothing to do for the next five months. Like, Hold on. Now I want to... Okay. Just looking up third edition versus 3.5. Great. Okay. So, scrolling through this, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. On this episode 11, of Brenna 12, Counts, 13, thanks. Twenty, and I'm only in the D's. E, F. Oh my God. Two, okay. Twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty. Yes. We're at G. It hurts to look at. Just look at this. <laughs> That's everything. 6, 47, 49. Did you send a link? Because I didn't get it. Yeah, uh, it's a Wikipedia link to the list of dungeons. 61 3.5 supplemental books. Okay, I'll post the, the link in the description for the supplement material. 65 supplemental books. In addition, to the to like the main book and then it's a lot i mean like dnd is a large oh and then there's a large boy the player's handbook the dungeons master's book and the monster's manual i'm sorry it's a chonky boy it's a chonky boy there's a lot there's there's three different monster manuals you can buy for 3.5 so I mean, although I will say, second edition does also have a lot. Advanced Dungeons and Dragons does have a lot. Um, so. Okay, so. Uh, anyway. Actual final thoughts on the direction D&D is going. Uh, stoked about it. Excited. Okay, wait, there might be more for a second ed- Advanced Dungeons okay. and Dragons second edition. Sorry. I'm now looking <laughs> at it. There's a lot. Sorry. Um, I'm excited Jacob. about it. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> easily. Uh, so if you include Unearthed Arcana, fifth edition has like uh, about like 130 uh, just released things. Yeah, a lot of them are like 20 page supplements, too. Like, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, the Wikipedia article just came through. Holy. It just it's keeps, a lot. Holy. It's a lot. Keeps going. Um, but yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm excited. Uh, and it's incomplete. It is incomplete because they're still making stuff. Woof. Yeah. yeah. And I, I do wonder if the, uh, I mean, I would have to go back and look, but you know, if the other versions all had their, you know, official you know, releases, and that list is only, like, the things that officially got released after all was said and done. I would be I would be curious to go back through. Or, if 5th edition just has a lot more Unearthed Arcanas because of, like, the rise of Critical Role and popularity and just wanting to support homebrew kind of, like, a homebrew feel more. So your thoughts, so your final thoughts on the direction D&D is going is are um... 
I think what kind of what you said earlier, I I've heard rumors that there's plans for like a sixth edition. Uh that would kind of canonize a lot of these uh like official change like the changes in Tasha's. Um mm-hmm. you know. Uh so I think I think that fifth edition is really, really popular because like it is the one that has been out while the India has been on its crazy rise in popularity. Uh, and it's so simple that I kind of imagine that it's fifth edition is going to have a foothold for a really long time. Uh, even if they do release a sixth edition, um, you know, fifth edition probably has all of the things that they're planning on, including in sixth edition anyway. So it's it gets to a point where the hardcore collectors can just be like, why would I buy or play sixth edition when fifth edition just basically is already sixth edition? Yeah, and I heard the thing about bringing back Thacko, so that's. I mean, I'm I'm sort of in the same camp as Jacob. On mm-hmm. on like the on like the political front, it's definitely like baby steps. They're it, it it at least looks like they're making an effort. Like obviously we don't know what's going on, you know, at head, at corporate headquarters. But but to us it looks like they're making an effort. On the other hand, in terms of like the actual game itself, I do I do worry that they will release like another one, like sixth edition, and like eventually fifth edition will be forgotten because there's so much material in fifth edition that if they try to if they try to incorporate all of it in like a new edition like sixth edition then in the streamlining stuff's going to get forgotten and stuff's going to get left behind and people care about people care about the little things in D&D for sure i um, see and so my worry is that things will get left behind as the game but as someone who grows. plays a very old edition of D&D sometimes that's okay because yeah, I have, no, I, can agree with I have skills in my second edition, my advanced Dungeons Dragons second edition campaign. I'm, I, they are not practical in the game. I have my other character, not my, not my wizard. I talked about for fifteen minutes. My other character, who I'm about to retire, she has a paper making and a bookbinding proficiency. Those are right. two separate proficiencies. One of them takes up one one proficiency slot. One of them takes up two. The, when am I so going to use those in the game? Ad, advanced second edition Advanced Dungeons and Dragons is Eve Online. Yes. You, you cannot change my mind. No, it is. I fully agree. You know, like there's too many, too many things. So fifth edition, I think, has. Uh, and then, like, three points. You have enough paths, though. There's enough, like, paths that you can take that, that separate the, the big bunches well, of stuff. Some of, the things, some of the things that get left behind may not be a bad thing, right? Like, we've left individual proficiencies behind. Now, you can also argue some of those are a little too broad because, you know, like, twirling a knife, picking a pocket, and dancing are all three different dexterity skills. That sleight don't that all kind of fall into sleight of hand, or, or like mathematics. Sometimes you can throw them into like performance checks. Yeah, I think I think yeah, like that's just like a discretion on the DM is like figuring out what skill is best for the situation. I don't know. And it does that's that is 
seems to be the big deal uh, from what, because I've, I've watched a lot of, like, D&D YouTubers, and that seems to be the feels like, you know, more, more power to the DM and the group to discuss expectations beforehand, for the most part, and to, you know, like, an expectation for the DM to uh, more or less just communicate well with their groups, um, not, you know, and the players not to be, like, jerks about it, you know, to, like, mm-hmm. listen to when their DM, you know, finally makes a mm. ruling on something, um, but... As I said, as I said the first time we talked about D&D on the show, as I said the second time, and we'll always say about D&D, the, the power of D&D and your enjoyment out of it will rest on whether or not your DM is a scumbag. <laughs> like... <laughs> And there's no, I mean, there's no other way to put it. Like the the power and enjoyment you get out of the game does is up to you to a point. Like yeah, your no, DM does run the game, and you have to recognize that bad. as a player of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, if, the DM if your DM is bad, bad, you're gonna have a bad time. Yeah, there's no way around it. Even if you like the people you're playing with, there's no way around it. So it's all about finding the groups that work for you. All right, uh, this has been a regular size episode of the Dr. Z Show. Uh, <laughs> we will see you guys next time. Adios. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Dr. Z Show. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us on Facebook or YouTube at the Dr. Z Show, through email at the Dr. Z Show at gmail.com, or on Twitter at the Dr. Z Show one the one like the number and please leave a review if possible on whatever listening platform you use thank you